0: Welcome back, everyone. This is episode Uh, 14. I can't count. Episode 15 15? of yeah, 15, 15, because um, last week we recorded and we did the beginning of season two. And as our wonderful fans pointed out, um, I did not put up the end of season one because I just didn't edit it. so Fuck after, you fans. Af- yeah, <laughs> no, <just> after <laughs> after it was pointed out to me, I immediately started editing it and put it up as fast as I could. All right. <laughs> so you got a you got a nice double double episode week for everyone that uh, that week. Um, but now we're on the actual episode fifteen, the Embassy, season two, episode two, uh, written by Michael Edens and Bob Forward. And I bring that up because like I hadn't, I I don't, I recognized Bob Forward's name. And uh, he was for a few notable mentions the head writer for the Legend of Zelda series. So oh. excuse me, Princess um, Wildcats, <laughs> the Savage Dragon, which are I believe huh. Image Comics.
1: I don't know that one at that all. That turned
0: they they uh, the, uh, I can't remember which which whichever comic uh, publisher made is Spawn and Invincible. Um, they. Those are comics from that publishing house that got turned into cartoons. Um, they were, they were something, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to say that. And, uh, also the head writer on Beast Wars and, um, oh. just, you know, writing credits out the ass for a whole bunch of other recognizable stuff as well. Nuts.
1: Also, yeah, I've uh, uh, Sav- so, never heard of the Savage Dragon. I'm intensely curious.
0: It, it, it is, um, it is like, what if a big green strong man with scales and a like dinosaur crest back mohawk was a police detective? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's about the best I could do to really um, sum up what that show was, or and what that comic was. That's
1: exactly what it looks like. He's got a
2: yeah. It's got strong eighties eighties vibes.
1: He's got kind of um, a Paul Blart mall cop thing going on, though, in this one.
0: Oh, man. Savage (laughs) Dragon, the later years? (laughs) I know! It's
1: like, I'm here to stop you from stealing from Auntie Anne's in the food court.
0: (laughs) Actually, actually, I'm not, because if I do, the mall will get sued. (laughs) I'm just here to hopefully scare you into not doing
1: that. (laughs) To detain you until the police (laughs) arrive.
0: Yeah. Uh well wait, can you actually detain me? You're a mall cop I don't cop. know. Well <laughs> I've never no, I I bet in a lot of states, most hopefully most states, they can't. But like like what if I just leave? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, you gonna, if they try to
1: detain you, is it like kidnapping?
0: You right? Like I well, bet I bet there are some cases where you could put that forth with a lawyer and be like, uh, this mall cop kidnapped me. <laughs> I
1: was just trying to get out of here. <laughs>
0: And not and not in the sexy porn way. Ugh. Now, I've, now I've just made myself. Dad. Now I've just made myself completely reviled. Why, why did I say that? Terrible. <laughs> oh my god! You found a picture of it. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what I remember the cartoon like. I, and I only really thought about Savage Dragon recently because he shows up in Invincible. Um, in the comics, he actually shows up quite a bit, but uh, yeah. Uh, also, another thing, I saw on the uh, the ExoSquad Reddit a timeline of Admiral Winfield's life. No way. Oh, uh, cool. At this, at this point in the series, he is at 74, maybe 75 years old. So older.
1: he was like in his mid-20s during the Neo-Sapien Rebellion then?
0: Yes. Yeah. The The animation made him look a lot older than he actually was, it's I right.
1: think. He's one of those guys that's always looked old.
0: Yeah. And also, as we see in this series, the birth of Simbaka, uh, he's either as old or about six, maybe up to six years older than Admiral Winfield.
2: I mean, people probably live longer at this point in history as well, I would hope. Well, so, yeah. like, you know, being, being in a position of Admiral or leader of the pirate fleet, you know, in your 70s or 80s might not be as difficult as it would be now, you know. Yeah. Uh, was, then again, it, I say this, we ha- uh, how old is our current president? Like, fuck. Uh,
0: 100? I have no uh, idea. How old
2: is he? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't keep but, track of these things. I'm sorry. Joe um,
0: Biden age. Uh, Joe Biden is 78 years okay. old.
1: He doesn't look a day right. over 50.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, at least he probably doesn't think he's a day over 50 anyway, because he's probably not sure what year it is. Anyway
0: my he's he's younger than my dad my i'd say my dad looks as good or better than joe biden oh yeah holy shit especially because he does especially because he doesn't have like a makeup artist following him around like joe biden probably Mm -hmm. does
1: damn well
0: (laughs) he i think i think he just turned 81 no
1: shit your dad's in his 80s damn Nuts! I never like it yeah. Never. I don't know. Your parents just never seemed like they were any older than my parents when we were growing up. Nuts.
0: Yeah. If you looked at him, if you looked at him, you, I don't think many people would would guess that my dad is in his eighties. Yeah. If you looked at him, also, well, I mean, partially because he listens to what doctors tell him to uh, do. Yeah, that that probably like, helps. To to the point where doctors are like, "Oh shit, you actually did what I told you to." <laughs> no one now else what does do I do? that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like being alive it's cool
0: now you're healthy and like i use i use my parents because like uh, my entire family basically is riddled with diabetes and but like my parents have both like learned how to control it very very well so like i have very good role models for when i do get it and i will get it like yeah there's there's almost no chance that i won't um Yeah, I mean, I'll take care of it though. Anyway, uh in a in the in the future where they've cured diabetes and made 80 the new <laughs> 50. Um Right. The, the uh we we uh we open on we open on this seemingly gigantic pirate fleet that is transporting JT and Alec to uh Tethys to meet Simbaka. Um Barka, the the jacked pirate we met last time is uh scheming with phaeton as he was in the last episode but he's caught by a young pirate who doesn't quite connect the dots of what's going on because he doesn't see what he's doing um and this this young pirate i don't think he we say his name this episode at all but he he mm-hmm. becomes important later in the series yeah,
1: yeah he kind of moves into a center role. Yeah. I really I like his character a lot too. I and mean, we'll see more of him later, so talk about him later when we get to it. Yeah, later.
0: well, I mean he he he's he's a good personification later on in the series about like if you were raised a pirate, but then all of a sudden you realize like the rest of the world, the the rest of the universe isn't that way. Maybe you should grow out of being a pirate. Right. <laughs> Or maybe not. Maybe you should just kill people in space and steal your stuff. I mean that yeah. You
2: know. Yeah, with your space swords and space flails and things. <laughs> totally totally useful and relevant your weapons.
1: Space mace. Space.
0: Zero gravity flail. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> it.
1: it just like goes flying on like, your What's hand. the point you're of like, it? Yeah, it just send you spinning through the like ship.
0: Well yeah, especially if you started spinning it because the way because like for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction, right? right? You would start spinning. Yeah, yeah. Any any like, swing of
1: it, you'd be flying all over the place.
0: That'd be amazing. That could be kind of maybe, fun and dangerous. Maybe maybe it's like maybe it's like the the pinnacle of martial arts in sci-fi to be able to use a flail in zero gravity without messing yourself up.
1: That's like your final test. To They've gone
2: a beyond pirate. gun Carter. Beyond gun Carter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that's a
1: that's a wonderful <laughs> film, All Equilibrium*.
0: That oh, I thought that's what that was. Yeah, that is a good film. If everyone, if you haven't seen *Equilibrium*, go and see what movie would have been super popular if *The Matrix* hadn't come out at exactly the same right. time. Right. Uh Yeah, uh, I love the pirate logo. Yes. Yeah. On these ships. Just, like, this kind of fe- – it's not even – like, I say fe- in the notes, feel like, a future skull and crossbones, but it's not even really that futuristic. It's just, like – I don't know. Something about, like, the box skull and crossbones with, like, the plain rectangle underneath it. I don't know why I like that so much.
1: Right. Well, you got to wonder, too, is, like, uh... did they all know what, like, pirates were, like, old-time? Because it's, like, what, like, the 24th century or 25th century or something. So, like, were they aware of Earth pirates, or was it something, like, somebody was, like – we need a logo. I'm like, oh, let's look around and see. And somebody's like, like finding like space Wikipedia or whatever. It's like, oh, hey, there are these guys that used to like rip around on the ocean and take people stuff from people's ships. Like, they had this logo. Isn't it pretty cool? Let's do this. It's like, oh, pirates. That's a great name for one. <laughs> like, let's take that too.
0: <laughs> I'm going to assume that at at the point in time in history when the pirates were created, uh, Disney had perfected the art of. Digitally inserting, you know, other actors onto into movies or like older actors or dead actors. And we that um, the people of that time were enjoying Pirates of the Caribbean number like (laughs) 133. Uh, (laughs) How is Johnny Depp in this movie? (laughs) (laughs) And, And that's how they knew about pirates.
1: There you go. They're all just modeled after John. Yes. And they've all
2: they've all been as lackluster as the fourth one since then. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, they just get worse and sorry. worse.
2: Sorry, I I know I know people love those movies, but like, I fuck, I can't. I... <laughs> which, which
0: is which is the one where uh, Legolas got like super pirated or something? Like, I remember the last one I saw, the end of the movie the guy who plays Legolas became, like, the new, like, undead pirate god or something.
1: I don't remember. Yeah, you're way (laughs) behind me. I kind of vaguely remember. remember. I think I saw the the second and the third one, and they're just kind of like a mush in my mind, because I don't remember either of them being all that good.
0: Yeah, the first, the first one was groundbreaking, and then after that it was like, oh, I see where this is going, down, yeah. it's going downhill just,
1: fast. <laughs> just kind of soulless yeah. action blockbusters that didn't really have any, like the first one was like an action blockbuster, but it had like charm, and it was well written, and Gore Verbinski, you know, he's a talented director, when he wants to be anyway, and yeah, I don't know, after that it was just like, well, let's see how many more like, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars we can pump out of this franchise.
0: Just got print that money, Disney print it yeah, yeah
2: <laughs> what would have made it better was more pirates with cool fucking haircuts and skeletons and shit yeah. like in Exo
0: Squad. that's right That's right <laughs> uh it, it, and um they gave <laughs> I like how they gave j t and Alec the rest of their uniforms back, uh but they did like carefully animated enough that they're not carrying any of their guns and mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. which is a detail that a lot of like cheaper animation studios would have skipped over and like, yes, let's let these prisoners walk around armed to the teeth. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the, the, this pirate fleet arrives at Tethys and there's an angry mob of pirates in the docking bay who want to kill the exotroopers, JT and Alec. Um, as uh, as Lexi just said, there are skullets everywhere. <laughs> in the background in that mob. Um, maybe, maybe like all the, pr- a lot of, a lot of male pattern baldness yeah. in that prisoner population. <laughs> there's the um, one guy. Cause it's, oh, it's,
2: go ahead. I was going to say, it just, it seems like a very insular community. So, you oh, know, yeah, I don't want to say are. that they're all inbred or, insi- but like, yeah, yeah there's going to, there's only so much like genetic diversity you can have when you've been living for generations on this like L- tiny I rock.
0: mean, before, so uh, at at most maybe four generations of children have been born here. Okay. So but I now they all have th- scullets. <laughs> yeah, now they all have scullets. So there was one dude with male pattern baldness who was just making everyone pregnant. That, that's that's all I could. That's all I could just, come up with. Uh, he was super suave, obviously, despite uh, his male pattern baldness. G- <laughs> <laughs> he he had to he had to be he had that's, he was an expert pickup artist.
2: That's a that's a solar panel that powers the sex machine, don't you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, okay, that was
1: that was amazing.
2: A weird thing to say, but
0: <laughs> no, no, we that can move oh, on. Perfect. That is the best thing I've heard all week. I'm gonna tell all my bald friends. Oh that man, you
1: know yeah, you just you, uh, <laughs> well because the reason. As someone who's balding, the you definitely you start... put a gloss on it for me. Thank you, darling.
2: Yeah, because because it's your testosterone, right? Like, oh, well, it's a... anyway. Whatever. We're not going to get into the science of male pattern borders on this show, but it's it's a side effect of like one of the variations of testosterone in your body, and that's why men tend yeah, to. Yeah, but bold more than a Join us. So, you know, that's just what you have to tell yourself. It's just, you're making space for the solar panel for the sex machine.
1: There you go.
0: Join, you go. <laughs> join, join Lexi next time, everyone, for Baldcast on the Elder Millennial Network.
2: <laughs> oh my God. All right, moving on. I'm
0: going to keep quiet now. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, uh, J- Jubail takes JT and Alec away to meet Simbaka f- f- away from this rabid crowd, but they are stopped in a hallway by just the most gigantic people uh, we've seen in this show so far. <laughs> like, each one of these guys is, like, six foot eight <laughs> compared to compared to JT and Alec, who I assume are, like, normal height, like, around between five foot ten and six feet tall or something right. like that. Um, one of them, too,
1: is one of these bald <laughs> characters, but he's got, like, he's bare chested. He's bald all the way back, but he's got a skullet. and then he's got like a pirate tattoo like right on his, in the middle of his forehead is that
0: it, it it's it's the guy with the skull in the middle mm-hmm. of his forehead right so there's a yep. he show he
1: shows up there's a couple people that have those like skull tattoos in the middle of their foreheads but this is the only one who's like bare chested skull he's like the it's the trifecta uh bare chested skullet <laughs> and like tat pirate or skull and cross skull, tattoo. A skull tattoo in his forehead there
0: And and these guys stop uh, Jubail, JT, and Alec, uh, and they're like, oh, Jubail, step back. It would be a a shame if uh, you were caught in this accident that these exo-troopers are about to experience. And at first, Jubail's like, they're ambassadors. And then he's like, nah, fuck them up. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And this fight scene is really good, though. Yeah. Like, uh, J. Alec pulls some, like, really slick, like, ninja ground sweep, like, spin into a haymaker that takes two of them out. And one of them jumps, like, at least 10, 12 feet in the air to jump kick JT, who just catches him and pushes him away through the air.
2: (laughs) Is there less gravity on Tethys? Because...
0: That's my yeah, only explanation for how he jumped that high.
2: <laughs> that could also explain why, like, some of them are so freaking tall, because they just yeah. haven't had gravity pushing them down their whole lives, like me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sure. That's the, that's why that's why I'm short. It's If you had grown up um, on the
1: weed nugget that is Tethys, you would be you know, six seven feet tall too.
2: Yeah, can we so... talk about that for a second? Sorry.
1: Just... <laughs> yeah, so, uh, let's, let's let's pivot back around to what Tethys is.
2: <laughs> I just I yeah. was really confused because it like it floats onto the screen, and I was like, why is that rock like full of plants? This is weird. <laughs> and then Caveon was like, is Tethys just like a weed nugget? Like
0: what? What is yes. going on here? For for any for anyone for anyone who's watching the episode, go to the scene where they first get to Tethys and like freeze frame it. It definitely looks like just a a weed nugget floating out in front of Saturn. Yeah. Uh, like someone's opened <laughs> a galactic dispensary
1: <laughs> at Saturn. <laughs> Space weed.
2: I mean the real yeah. question is is Tethys a sativa or an indicator. Like,
1: well, so like look at the pirate I mean I I've... think the pirates are pretty active people, so I'm gonna go with the sativa here. Sativa. Yeah.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: But what would the oh,
2: it's also just funny Oh go ahead. Oh sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I've actually got, like, a 3D model of Tethys open in front of me from NASA. Thank you, NASA. And I'm like, it's, I can see why they made the artistic choice to make it a weed nugget, but, like, Tethys is, like, a real moon. It's just a big ball of ice, basically. Um, Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I was kind of interested in, like, why why they would make it this big thing. Maybe because it looks scarier, right, for pirates. Like, ooh, they live on a big spiky rock.
1: I mean, maybe. Like, yeah maybe I mean, the animator is like you know just like a 420 blazed homie and was just like i'm gonna draw the no, sweden <laughs> also
0: like who i don't i don't know what the best picture we would have had of Tethys in 1992 is like fair enough i guess yeah i guess i guess some satellites would have passed it by then and taken yeah we pictures. would have had like
1: telescopes too taking pictures of it hey
0: yeah, they 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 were probably powerful enough. Yeah, to when
1: did the Hubble like go back into back operation? Yeah, I, I, I mean uh, I don't know much about space photography, but that's a like thing that takes pictures of space, isn't it? Any right. listeners know anything about space just, photography? What kind of what kind of pictures were we taking in '92?
0: Uh, yeah. The Hubble went up in 1990. There we go.
1: And they're like, damn, Tethys isn't a weed nugget shit. But the news didn't reach ExoSquad <laughs> in time. <laughs>
0: That's okay. I like their design. I, I think I think good artistic church. I love it. Yeah. Uh So, uh JT JT and Alec easily defeat these pirates. Like they don't even break a sweat. And Jubail is just like, "Oh, well, I guess we better get going." <laughs>
1: no harm, no foul. <arm>, no <laughs>
0: And like one of the one of those weird things, like where, where you're looking at where you're looking at all this great animation and then like just one thing like sticks in my mind that like throws it all off. Jubail's gun looks different in every scene. I
2: didn't even like, notice
0: that. It starts getting like more and more detail as they're moving along. Um I don't know why that's stuck in my head. It's just like, man, this animation's really good. Why does his gun keep changing? It's like the Neo Sapien <laughs> symbol thing. Like it keeps rotating, like Ten degrees yeah. every time it comes on screen. Right.
2: <laughs> it's like Men in Tights and that that mole that keeps moving <laughs> on like. Uh, is it King Richard's face or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like
0: classic classic Men in Tights rest, reference. Deep I cut. like it. I like it.
2: Oh my god! Yeah, I remember watching that movie at the drive-in. Like I loved Men in Tights. You had drive-ins? Uh, yeah. I mean.
1: Yeah, you did got... We had drive-ins. You babe. didn't have a drive-in when you were we a kid.
0: Did. That's 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 true. <laughs> there was one drive-in in Pittsburgh. There were a couple. There.
1: There's one out in Blairsville, um, and then there was one a little northeast of where we lived. There are there are a couple.
0: Oh, okay. Maybe maybe it's not as rare as I thought it was. There's uh, a, there's such a romantic ideal until you realize like you can hear everything. <laughs> 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 what like people, people around you. Yeah, like their car is blaring the sound as loud as possible, going over your car blaring the sound as loud as possible. Yeah.
2: Like, I don't know. I don't my know. memories of the drive-in are still like some of my favorite. I don't know. I guess I watched like some of my favorite movies as a kid like Jurassic Park and the Lion King or whatever at the drive That would for be awesome. Time. Yeah. That would be awesome. So, I still have the nostalgia goggles for the drive-in. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, I I went I went a few times as a kid, but I don't I don't think more than a couple. Like um but, uh, uh, <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Exo Squad in the drive-thru. Anyways, <laughs> drive in. Um, T- Typhonus is now, uh, circling around Moonbase Io, contemplating an attempt to overwhelm the Graph Shield with Phaeton. And Phaeton's like, you fucking idiot. You can't do that. Uh, just starve them out. They don't have any, f- they don't have any way to get food or water or help. No. Like, <laughs> they're in space. Um, <laughs> But he tells Typhonus that uh, he has to take part of his fleet and go stop JT from uh, starting an alliance with the pirates because that would throw off the war, the war effort, especially after the loss of one of their fleets to uh, the graph shield and the damage that Captain Marcus inflicted. Um, Yeah. This is pro. This seems like one of Phaeton's smartest decisions in the entire series so far.
1: Yeah, he's like surprisingly yeah. rational about this. Because like you the Phaeton you kinda come to know and love seems like he'd be all about like, yeah, just throw the whole fleet at the graph shield, let's see what happens.
0: Yeah. They can't get us all. And if we had like <laughs> unfortunately the one time irrationality would have worked out for him. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um Win- uh Winfield and Algernon are talking about repairing the graph shield and Algernon's like, well, we'll just do it as fast as we can. And they notice that, uh, half of Typhonus fleet leaves in the direction of Saturn and Winfield's like, oh shit, JT's in trouble. (laughs) Um, and at this point, Nara, James and Maggie are returning from Venus and there's a Deo sapien fleet between them and Io. And, uh, they just, try to plow right through it as fast as that scout ship can carry them. Uh Nara showing surprise like really competent skills in piloting that scout ship because I don't think we've ever seen one like take down a couple of e frames at this point. But mm. she does she does her best and uh Able Squad joins deploys as fast as they can to help them with uh Napier joining Marsala in his tandem E frame. <laughs> uh, I love how he's get- like
2: Sorry, like, when Napier jumps into the E-frame and Marcel is like, Mr. Napier, when was the last time that you rode in an E-frame or whatever? And he's like, oh, it's just like riding a bicycle. And you're like, yeah, just like a bicycle that connects to your brain. <laughs> totally. Flies around, shoots lasers so, in so,
1: space. Like...
0: Somewhere a highly trained astronaut just cringed. Like, <laughs>
2: right. And it's like, I mean, I'm also like,
0: I'm not even... Go ahead.
2: I'm not even that good at riding a bicycle. Like, if I got on a bicycle right now, I would fall off immediately. I'm pretty sure. Uh,
0: Same here. Yeah, it's been
1: like 20 years since I've ever (laughs) ridden a bike, and I don't know if I actually would remember how to do it. Like, how true is that statement? I
0: I bought a bike, like, seven or eight years ago, and I finally just sold it, and I wanted to test it to make sure it, like, wasn't busted or anything before I sold it, because I don't want to be that asshole. And... I got on that thing and I was like how the fuck does this thing work? <laughs> exactly.
2: Napier that does change. not have that trouble though. He seems he, to just yeah. just fit
0: yeah, right in there. He actually does a pretty good job too. He <laughs> takes out a bunch of neosapiens. Um uh the um the frame rate in the animation kind of take I'm I'm harping on animation like any animation problems this time for some reason. The the frame rate kind of takes a major dip yeah. in this. But it's still a good scene. Um, the scout ship gets kind of beat up, but uh, Bronski saves it with his grappling hook, and Napier and Marcella just park on the wing. They're like, "We'll walk you home." <laughs> like, thanks, guys.
2: <laughs> They're pushing, uh, aren't they? They're like helping because yeah. it's it slows down or something. There's like I can't remember. Like Nora's like, "Oh, fuck!" I can't I can't even remember well, what she also- says. But there's like also, an issue, right? That's like slowing them down or like some they sort of resistance. can't maneuver or
1: something. I think they're having trouble to maneuver because like right. they got shot and um, they're just not like able to turn or something.
0: And, and the, the Neo-Sapiens set up this blockade that's just constantly shooting forward <laughs> and not hitting anything. Right. They're just like, okay guys, I'm gonna go like this and if they run into our bullets, it's their right. fault. <laughs> um... But Rita, someone on the other side
2: saying, "Good job!" Like, yeah. well, they have nothing.
0: <laughs> just you got to support your Sapien your neosapian comrades, no matter how good or bad they are. <laughs> uh, Rita and Kaz uh, just fucking sack up and fly straight at that blockade, though, trying to punch through it. But even they get driven back after their best efforts. Also, somehow surviving this blockade, this like. Net of lasers. Um, Bronski gets surrounded by a bunch of uh Neo Sapien, like the ones with the little mace hands, and Rita goes to like berserker mode <laughs> and she's just like no, and slices one with her lightsaber, but like doesn't cut it to the point where it's destroyed, it just kind of bashes it yeah, away. Yeah, I felt like that was yeah, a little um, anti
1: because like, you like kind of want to see her like split it in half or something, and she just kind of pushes it.
0: Yeah, I want to, like, I, I really, like, I always, in, like we said in the D&D episode, like, Rita is the barbarian. Like, I want to, I want to see her, like, ripping E-frames in half with her hand and hooks and everything on that she has. Like, that should be her job. And, uh. The Win- Winfield bluffs with the graph shield by broadcasting on an open channel. It's like, get ready to fire the graph shield. And uh, it works. The Neosapiens are like, fuck that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> We're Although, out. like, I, I, be I would near have that. left
1: maybe a slightly longer countdown than five. Like, be prepared to fire up the graph shield in one minute. Like, is it, you know, like, it takes him a little while to get out. And what if he hits one and zero and they're still kind of retreating and somebody's like, hey, this is a little suspicious. They haven't turned on the graph shield yet. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't. I don't feel that awful feeling that my insides are being turned into mush while they're crushed right. together.
1: <laughs> no crinkling beer can sound.
0: Yeah, where's the crinkling beer can sound? <laughs> you can't hear it. It's in space. Shut up, <laughs> St- straw man nerd that I make up in my head every time one of these arguments comes up.
2: <laughs> in space, no one can hear your beer can crinkle. There you go. Actually, sad but true. That, sh- that should be the the tagline for the show. Um <laughs> Yeah, it was a fun action scene though, but you're right that there's it's kind of weird like throughout this episode there's like the fight scene with um Delion and like JT earlier with the pirates is really well am- animated and then this one kind of like jumps back and forth and then the fight scene that's coming up also like there's some weird weird stuff going on, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I get it it always it always seems like they have a budget of animation excellence per episode right and <laughs> once once they've used it it's like okay uh send it to the B team <laughs> like, or draw every third frame right
1: <laughs> i mean I do you think it's like okay it's like A team you guys have this fight scene everybody else like will do the rest of the episode yeah I
0: mean, yeah i i can see it that's probably a valid way to get these projects done yeah. on day. Yeah. Like, um back back to the pirates though like uh the exo troopers are meeting with simbaka uh the pirates like the rest the rest of the pirate clan is watching this meeting and they're all most of them are protesting like they hate the idea of joining up with the exo fleet because you know they're they're their ancestral enemies that have that that ruined their lives right um and JT attempts to appeal to their logic, saying, hey, listen, if you don't join with us, the Neo-Sapiens will probably eventually come after you. But also, if you do join us like, and we win this war, you will have amnesty for all your past crimes. Right. And no one trusts them because of the story Simbaka tells next, of the pretty tragic origins of the pirates as, like convict labor or otherwise known to people who don't just mask it with that language as slaves.
1: <laughs> talking about how like the pirates show up or the pirates, actually their backstory is that they were dropped off on this planet to do slave labor as so-called convicts, um, you know, and then wind up being abandoned when they're no longer needed because the Neo-Sapiens are around now and are much better at mining. And apparently they've opened mines on Mars. For some reason, they went all the way out to Tethys before they went to Mars. But maybe Neosapiens are better suited to the harsh climate of Mars. But at the same time, Tethys is up but nevertheless, the poor pirates get abandoned. Yeah, I,
0: I feel I feel like there's probably some like unheard explanation where like Tethys had like really really valuable minerals and yeah. like they got they got most of it before the Neosapiens came came to be. Like, I could see some explanations for it. But I did think about that as well while I was watching. I was like, why did why didn't they send the uh, Neosapiens there? Right. Or send well. the pirates um, to Mars
1: first, or whatever. Nevertheless, it's a real—you know—it's a real yeah. raw deal. These poor people are like, you know, dropped off, forced to mine in these like terrible conditions. They die. Maybe that's why Tethys looks the way it does. Maybe it's just been mined to hell and back. Um. Yeah. And, like they've like. <laughs> that's sued. all that's left of
2: Tethys is this like spiky <laughs> <Right>. core.
1: <coal. laughs> like, here, you guys have this giant floating weed nugget looking thing. We'll see you later. Good luck.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, um, the no, that's a good. That's a good point. Maybe that is why it looks like that because they basically mind it to the point where it's no longer recognizable as what it once yeah. was. Um, yeah. that, I like. I like that. I like right. that. And so I mentioned um,
1: early, I think, like, last in the first season about how, like, there's a lot of, like, parallels between the show and The Expanse. And, like, as we were watching, it's just like, yeah, these people are just mm-hmm. belters. Like, there's just the poor people that were, like, sent yeah. out to mine the asteroid belt. And just like, oh, well, eh, if you don't have enough air and water, it's your problem. Good luck.
0: All, all they need to speak is space Creole and... Then, then they were, they but be they kind of so, do, right? They right?
1: have that weird ethnic mishmash of an accent, yeah. like you know, they're like the only people what, that it, have accents, with the exception of the Australian guy. the
0: The major, the, the the big major difference though is that all the pirates are jacked and super, <laughs> right. and look like they work out all the time. But the belters are all like skinny right. because they were raised in zero gravity. But they definitely are very very akin to belters but this story that they tell like the animation like the little animation vignettes mm-hmm. that happened during it mm-hmm. where like i'm pretty sure that's supposed to be simbaka's mother oh, and yeah. father yes holding him um yeah
2: because he's got his dad's hair
0: yeah and like you could uh, tell immediately
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> the 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 scene where like The convicts are leaving Tethys, or trying to leave Tethys, and the biggest asshole (laughs) in the world is standing up at the top of that ramp, and instead of just leaving without them, gets one good kick in, then (laughs) leaves. It's like, oh yeah. It's like, haha, you thought I was going to take you, but fuck (laughs) you.
1: (laughs) Psych. (laughs) It's like so dark.
0: (laughs) And then we see see young man Simbaka... um, Uh, robbing a space cruise. I love that. Yeah,
1: Yeah, young Sabaka had it going on. He's like a Stone Cold Fox, like that red hair, like determined face. Also, can we talk about the party that they robbed that looked like... There was a guy in there that kind of looked like He-Man. There were a bunch of people walking around like topless. It was some kind of like space pool party.
2: Yeah, they were like in bikinis. Right.
0: That was that was the ship that uh if this were wally that was the ship from wally <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, it kind the, of reminded uh, me of
2: uh, the fifth element as well yeah. like oh yeah like you know yeah because like, that was also a space cruise mm-hmm. right <laughs> yeah it just,
0: uh, just needed a like blue lady singing
2: right just rich people floating around doing rich people stuff on a space cruise uh, i also I, kind of I, I'm, I'm down to be a pirate i'm I
1: think they're cool. Yeah, I'm 100% here for that. I mean, the pirates are like, if you look at everybody, like the three kind of major factions of the solar system in this show, it's like there's the Neo-Sapiens, who you kind of feel for, but they're doing a genocide. There's like the Exo-Fleet, who like was doing a genocide against the pirates when the series started, and it's like, you know, like responsible for suppressing the Neo-Sapiens. So like,
0: eh.
1: And then there's the pirates, who's like, you know, yeah, they've done a bit of piracy, but only to survive when they were like abandoned in the outer planets. Like,
0: yeah, maybe. Well, dude. Do- do remember in the first episode, they killed a lot of people for no reason.
1: I mean, you know, revenge, <laughs> I guess.
0: But... Yeah, I mean, revenge is a reason. No good reason. Yeah, like, they didn't have to kill those pirates. That's
1: pilots. fair. That's, but, <laughs> I mean, on the scale of, like, you know, you think about the fact that, like, the Exo fleet, like, what would the Exo fleet have done to these pirates? Like, I mean, they would have just exterminated them all, had the Neosapiens yeah, attacked and, like, had left them there to die originally, and it's like, yeah, they're doing piracy, and, like, that's bad, sure, but it's like, the organized, systematic genocide that the other two factions are, have have been or are engaged in carrying out, like, are they're like the pirates are kind of the best people in the solar system. <laughs>
0: yeah, they're the only, they're the only, they're the only class or faction in the show that hasn't committed a genocide. Right. Yeah,
2: I mean, there you know, there's some moral gray area there, but. I don't know, I'm thinking about all of those, like, um warnings you used to get on DVDs, like, you wouldn't steal a handbag, <laughs> you wouldn't steal a... De- and I'm like, you don't know what I wouldn't wouldn't steal first yeah. so, like, that's... This is not an argument. <laughs> and, like, secondly, fuck you. Like, I'm gonna definitely, like,
1: bootleg this franchise. Right. I'm not trying to put, like, a couple <laughs> more dollars into Harvey Weinstein's pocket,
0: thanks. <laughs> right? Oh, man. I, I don't... You you two have traveled a bit, so maybe you've been someplace like that. But speaking of like bootleg DVDs, do you ever do you ever go to like a like a city where they have like a subway or something like that? And when you get off the subway, you see someone selling obviously bootleg DVDs or like someone who's recorded in a theater or something like that. I used to love doing that in Seoul and buying like the worst Chinese knockoffs of like James Bond movies that I could possibly find. Oh, they were so good! Hell yes, that's
2: awesome. Is it? I don't know. I just come uh. from a country of internet pirates. We don't give a fuck. We'll download anything from pirates yeah. You
1: guys are you guys are See the exo pirate. pirates of like or the extra squad pirates of the twentieth twenty first century. Yar. <laughs> Should put a little skull and crossbones on the South African flag, like maybe over the triangle. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Represent your proud pirate heritage, internet pirate heritage.
0: <laughs> uh, at this. At this point, um, Jubail challenges Simbaka. I said in the notes for leadership, but I don't think he actually is challenging him for leadership. He's just like challenging him to make him not consider joining the exo fleet. It's
1: yeah, it's not entirely clear. It's ambiguous. It's just like one of those kind of heat of the moment things. I mean, what if he wins, does he become like maybe he does become leader of the pirates.
2: Because maybe it's any challenge, I, I interpret it as like any challenge to Simbaka's power, and there's, you know, again, things about the culture of the pirates that we just don't know, because we don't spend enough time with them in the show, like, whatever. But I I assume that, like, Jabail, like, speaking out in what was probably, like, a very hurried off-the-cuff moment of, like, we can't do this, Simbaka then is like, well, if you're going to challenge me on this, if I don't if I don't respond, you know, in kind with some kind of force, then like you're undermining my power. So that there has to be this like weird fucking melee fight
0: now. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it, it, uh, he picks, he basically forces JT to fight for him as Simbaka as like his champion. Mm. And I, <laughs> I don't, I don't, re- <laughs> I he says something like, Man, I hope I d don't forget my Taekwondo moves. Not like an hour after just <laughs> kicking the shit out of like four right. dudes effortlessly. <laughs> right. like, like. Also, Taekwondo I don't know nineties <laughs> reference. I was
2: straight to K on I was like I was like, this is so fucking nineties that they said Taekwondo. <laughs>
1: such a giveaway like,
0: what what there's there's two martial arts that all these all these american kids would know taekwondo and karate right, right. and he picked and he I, I guess he picked the more i the don't know more exotic <laughs> sounding
1: one i don't know yeah yeah
0: right the korean one Also, let's <laughs> back
1: up from, like jubail just watched marsh kick the shit out of four people too so it's like he's right. like when sabaka's like i choose marsh like he's I, I feel like he should probably be a little less gung-ho about that. Like, oh shit, that guy just, like, wrecked the biggest dude we have, and three other of my friends. Like, ooh, I might be in trouble here. I <laughs> he, mean, he
0: maybe, Jubail, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe Jubail... Maybe Chubale knows that those other four guys were just fuckwits, and, like, r- didn't have any idea how mm-hmm. to fight, besides just, like, throwing wild haymakers and praying, yeah. like... <laughs> and he's, like... I don't know, but you're right. Like he did, just watch JT dismantle a group of people. Right. <laughs> um, back at back at Exo Fleet, Winfield is addressing the Resistance leaderships to establish a real strategy to beat the Neo-Sapiens. Tyree, of course, is disagreeing, saying he doesn't know what he's talking about, doesn't know what he's doing because now he's got them all trapped here behind a Neo-Sapien blockade. Uh, and Napier sides with Winfield. Says like a sp- gives like a speech, you know, are any of you actually closer to beating the Neo Sapiens? You never will be without joining with the Exo Fleet and making a co- a coordinated effort to do so. And then he leaves and goes to the bar, <laughs> which you know, like, okay, <laughs> Mumbai Sayo has a bar. Does it have better food than that one scout ship with the slop?
1: One can only hope.
2: No, but apparently right. they have a microbrew with amino acids. So
1: mm, yeah,
0: heavy heavy <laughs> amino acids. Man. It's
1: just like, wait, what? I, it's like I need to worry about my amino acid, my enzyme intake here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you don't you don't stay looking looking like Napier without without managing those uh, those macros. <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's getting like five hundred grams of protein a day. <laughs> <It> just... <laughs>
0: Brick oh. shit house. <laughs> uh, The uh I like I like how wh- he's like, how did you he asked Winfield like, How did you find me? And Winfield's like, I read your file, it says you're fucking drunk. <laughs> 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 so of course you're gonna be at the bar. Uh but despite that, I'm gonna we want to make you the leader uh, or the commander of the Earth's resistance forces, um working in tandem with the exofleet. And Napier's like, What?
1: So you just said I was a drunk.
0: <laughs> well, maybe you could drink less. <laughs> uh,
2: maybe that suits our scrappy planet, you know? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, you, you need a you need a fighter to get this done. You need a, someone someone who can hold their <laughs> liquor. The only person that can
1: out drink that asshole Australian guy. <laughs> oh
0: my goodness. Winston Churchill shows up and just slams down a bottle of a <laughs> bottle of whiskey and is like, "Bring it, son!"
2: <laughs> Throws down some plastic Doritos on the counter. Is like, "I'll show you <laughs> what I got." Um, I also just before we like leave this off though. Like at the end of the scene, because like when Napier orders his drink, it's yellow. It's like heavy on the amino acids, but then at the end of the scene, his drink is like bright red. Um.
0: If you- future drink it changes like it's got it just changes a little bit as it's exposed to air
2: maybe it's like a mood ring you know and it's oh yeah he's he's feeling kind of yellow when he gets in there but then he's all like fired up and red by the end
0: he's ready to go he's gonna lead earth's (laughs) resistance to victory um and now we get to see this awesome fight between jubail and jt and they they get to they get to pick their (laughs) weapons um Oh no! What is uh, JT cracks a joke and Simbaka It's just like now's not the time for jokes, you fucking clown! Like,
2: <laughs> yeah, because he says, uh, "Oh, could I pick my exos like my Exo yeah my frame. right <laughs> my e frame?
0: Can I use that as my weapon? Like, shut up! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess I pick the mace or spiked bat, like with with like." A fancy jeweled, like, hilt. I, I actually love this this base that he gets. It's really right. cool. Although,
1: and, like, I mean, he does, too. Like, the look on his face when he gets it. He looks like he's so jazzed to go and do some violence with this thing.
2: They've got like a huge evil grin. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If, if you're watching the episode, try to freeze frame right when JT catches that. JT is like, <laughs> yes, this is what I'm here for. We'll
1: have to post a picture or something <laughs> to social media up. with it because it is, it is one of the best. Like in a series that I think is just like spot on for hilarious facial expressions, this might be one of the top, like top two or top three. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Jube, uh, you go ahead.
2: I was just going to say, it's also, I don't know if this was just a coincidence, or if this was something that the writers like intentionally did, but remember JT's name, the original character name was Mace Corbett? Mm. So I don't know, I just, I was like, oh, that's like an interesting choice that he wanted a mace. Like <laughs> You see mace. him all sitting
1: around in their like writer's circle, like, and what kind of weapon should he get? Like, a club, a sword, oh, how about a mace? Yeah! <laughs> like...
2: Yeah, they're all smoking that tethys and just like <laughs> yeah man oh. give him a mace, yeah look
1: at, look at smoking that blue tethys <laughs> <laughs>
0: we, we we see more we see more good shots of um shirtless skull forehead tattoo guy he's everywhere like guy. <laughs> this guy this guy is part of the history um we need, we need, we need at least a two-episode right. arc of his. Oh, story. he's a really, you know, he's a really active uh, and
1: committed like public citizen, and you know, he takes his his civic duty as a pirate very seriously.
0: That's right. That's right. He's he, he's here to support everyone else except those exo-chippers. <laughs> Fuck man. Well, and like,
1: I mean, I think like that the the notion of like a, a couple episode arc for him, like, very here for that. But also, like in the in the alternative universe where we get all the Exo Squad spinoffs that we want, how great would it be to get like a story, like the pirate story? You know, like actually getting yeah. like a yeah. two or three season arc of just like them being abandoned on Tethys, building up their fleets, and then like having to deal with you know, like taking it all the way up till when they trigger the invasion by the Exo Fleet.
0: Well, you could do you could do something really cool with that. Like um, the it could. You know, it could be it could be a series with with two with two uh, kind of diverging paths in it. You know, make make the narrative decision that Simbaka and Winfield were born on the same day mm. and follow their stories uh, concurrent. That would be something else. That's So
1: cool. Yeah, yeah that would be a great idea. Hell yeah. Dave, have you ever and thought to- about writing?
0: <laughs> I no, no. I <laughs> I my my D campaign plots are about the extent of my writing and they are all like, God, I hope they do what I hope what I what I want them to do.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I mean the, that D and D, you know, that's a straight too far, but that campaign that you ran, what, God, twenty years ago for like all of our friends back in Pittsburgh. Was some of the most fun I've ever had playing D anD D. William, William the cleric, <laughs> some <of> the most... <laughs> and it's that's Grosco. right.
0: I needed, a, I needed a cleric for you guys, and I used a random name <laughs> generator, and it gave me William.
1: <laughs> God bless him.
2: Oh. Anyway, hang hey, no. on. So,
0: uh,
2: can I also ask, what does Jubail pick like? Because a Order staff. Because you guys were talking about this before we started recording. That there's some. I guess uh inaccuracy in the names of these weapons and the well point. I mean bits, like
0: right? Yeah, not, they don't really look like what I would think the weapon would look like based on my just previous my very recently aforementioned experience at D and D and things like that. Like you know, what I think of quarter staff, I think of a stick. Maybe it's reinforced with something with some th- kind of metal or something like that. But it's basically just a stick. Right. He gets thrown this like Metal staff with a hook on the end and a spike on the other, which uh Kavon I think said like that's a build. Kind of
1: looks like one to me, um, yeah. Like some kind of polearm, yeah.
0: Um, and you know, it just like just like JT's mace is not what I think of when I think right. of a mace. I actually think of a much much shorter one handed weapon. But you know, well whatever. yeah, it's like Jubail. It's Jubail asked
1: for a quarter staff. Gets a like pole arm of some kind, then Marsh asks for a mace and gets a quarter because like that's more what I would think of as <laughs> yeah. like, that that's a quarter staff actually it's like it's a it's made of metal because there's probably not a lot of trees on Tethys but like it's a quarter staff
0: yeah no you're right he his looks a lot more like a quarter staff than Jubail's. It's um, the way of
1: the pirates. Yeah, it's, it's, you
0: get
2: whatever we have lying
1: well, around. That it's day. a it's a subtle deception. It's like I'm going to attack you with my sword. It's like oh, I'm getting ready to be attacked by a sword. Like wait a minute, <laughs> that's a club. What's going on?
0: <laughs> the uh, the the fight the fight starts and like they're on like they're in a fighting ring and I think the outside is a spiked pit.
1: It's something, I
0: I actually, I should have gone back. It's definitely a pit. I don't know if there were spikes in it, but I thought there were. Um, And like the fight, the fight goes on for a little while. Uh, Jubail almost beats JT. JT almost beat, uh, JT does beat Jubail. Um, Jubail, wait, does not, I should have watched this right before we started going. But Jubail like uh, knocks away, JT's uh, mace. Yeah, yeah. And JT loses that, but then JT fucking karate <laughs> chops Jubail's quarter staff that is clearly made of metal and just goes right through it like a hot um, knife through butter. He's like,
1: "I guess you Whack. remembered his taekwondo uh, a... moves."
0: It's that's what <laughs> I was, I was thinking say. exactly. Uh, all that board breaking
1: <laughs> finally came uh, in handy.
0: The um. And Jubail, like, throws the rest of the quarterstaff at JT, who barely dodges it. Like, that thing was going for his head. Um, And then manages to get Jubail, like, hanging off the edge. And uh, Sabaka says, finish him to kill him. But JT is like, no. And Sabaka says, well, if you won't kill him, then I'm not going to side with the exo fleet because you're too soft to win this war. And right as he says that the young pirate from before informs Simbaka that uh the the Typhonus's fleet is arriving, and Typhonus comes up on the view screen to uh, say, "We'd like to talk to you about an alliance pirates and that's uh that's how the ca- the episode ends with uh with a little with a little post credit scene they've started to do like those character development right. things where they talk about like one character in particular and they talk about jt and they and they tell us a lot of the stuff we learned when he was in the mind scan like jt's here for the flying he's not here for the war right
2: although Um, but it's interesting because the way it's framed like i can't remember the exact lines now but it's like most people dream of flying but what they really dream of is freedom for jt flying is also like a responsibility right right? like that that it's i don't know it's like so wonderful yeah, I love these little, like, character skits at the end because it's such an indicative thing about him as a leader and how, like, yeah, like, flying is fun and it's exciting, but it's also this huge responsibility of being responsible for other people's lives. And then we see someone who will become very important later in the season, right, Alice
0: Noretti? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, they're they they're trying to drive home that he still feels responsible for Alice's death. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really a, like that's... these
2: little things at the end of yeah, the episode. I think it they call nice them. A, yeah, I think
1: like, was it like video trading cards or something like that. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Only if I pirate it on my VHS, <laughs> then I can trade
1: it. <laughs> I'll trade you a pirated Marsh for a hey, pirated Dayleone.
0: Hey, kid, want to buy some video <laughs> trading cards? <laughs>
2: it's got like a big like trench coat you pull it open and it's just like little VHS it's not even VHS it's, it's like, it's
1: it's like little it's... Betamax cassettes
0: <laughs> the, the world's smallest SD cards with just 30 seconds of footage on them like hey. <laughs> I heard this one's about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles you'll like this one <laughs>
1: special discount for you kid
2: I got some of that
0: good tethys for you. <laughs> uh, oh <my> god! <laughs> I'm gosh. gonna start a I'm gonna start a, a, a string like a THC company and call my call my strain the tethys. Tethys <laughs> gold. Yes. Yeah. The oh um, <laughs> and that's that's the end, that's the end of that episode. Uh, the uh, it it goes by really yeah. fast. And I think that's gonna be I think that's gonna be a reoccurring feeling for season two. Yeah. Like, well
1: it's funny, like watching when we rewatched season two, I think last summer, um, in its entirety, there were a bunch of story arcs that in my like little kid brain went on for a really long time, but in this like wrapped up in an episode or two, it was like watching it again as an adult. And I think it's probably yeah. like, you know, your difference of time perception as you get older, but it was just like wow, I remember that taking so much longer as a kid
2: yeah well it's also because you were watching it what week by week was this released weekly again remind me
1: yeah yeah it well, was well no it wasn't week by week um it was on because like when i was catching it I, it was already in syndication um
0: and okay. so it would
1: be on it had a time slot on one of the local tv stations like i think like upn or something like that right after school i would like get home and like catch the last two minutes of whatever cartoon was before this one and then like watch
2: Okay, so it was like every day. Monday yeah, through Monday Friday through Friday, Friday
1: in order. So it was like, you know, I'd get one episode a day, but like, and then like five episodes a week. But it wasn't quite like, you know, once a week.
2: Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, hmm. Yeah, I guess just, yeah, in your kid brain, like, things seem to take a lot longer because yeah. you have more time uh, and less experience of time, definitely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I'm really yeah. excited for the stuff. It's like, you know, I think these are moving a little quicker, quicker too, because they're like, it's a lot of exposition and setting up the kind of main tension of the series of the this season and like, you know, the the lines with the pirates and getting everything in place for what I think are some like pretty rad story arcs that are going to start unfolding here pretty soon.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Shit gets crazy in this season, yeah, which I love. I really, I really <laughs> love
1: the season.
0: Um. Uh, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a di- it's a different it's a different speed than the first season for sure. But like you said, this because we're adults, it seems like things go by so much faster now. Right. I think. Um. That's basically it for today's episode uh yeah. i like to I'd like to thank everyone for listening if you uh want to support the show please go to our facebook or our patreon leave feedback uh become a patreon member you get early access so week early to episodes that's patreon.com slash em network and uh we'd be glad for any and all support and even just reach out and talking to us
2: yeah yeah we still we haven't done a letters episode, and that's, <laughs>
0: that's because we really don't get any letters. It's very sad. It's very sad. It's
1: letters, sad. questions, whatever. <laughs> like we'll we'll answer them. Random
2: space facts. Yeah. yeah.
0: Kind, kind criticism. I am a delicate flower of a man. You will make me cry if you make fun of me too much.
1: I'll swear at you. Oh Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, um. Yeah. Uh, do you, either of you two have anything new to plug this week? Mm,
1: nothing nah. really. So,
0: yeah. no? um, I'll just Why, I'll just it plug. a some... slurry of time. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I'm just gonna plug a friend of mine's work. Uh, he, they I have a really good artist friend named Evan, and he has a comic called Serpent Song. Uh, it's really fantastically detailed uh, monster comic artwork. Uh, with a deeply built world behind it that he's been working on for years it just looks fantastic you can find it probably via google or via patreon um he this artist has done uh, a few and i will be asking him to do more in the future uh pieces for me where he takes my winning pokemon team from the end of every game draws me in the outfit of the pokemon trainer from that game and then puts up like these really like attempting to be almost photorealistic monster drawings of the pokemon on my team at the end of the game um does fantastic work uh really really uh just encourage anyone who likes that kind of stuff to reach out to him. um yeah so So plug in someone else's work
2: yeah, I just Googled so it's Evan Thomas, right? Yes, Evan Thomas. And then yep. yeah, I see the website. It's super easy. It's serpentsong.com.
0: Yeah.
2: It's like a nice alliteration and rhyme kind of one.
0: Yeah, he's quite he's quite the artist. Um, yeah, this is incredible. The uh Yeah, and that's 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 it for this week, right, folks. Yeah. As always, stay stay safe and uh stay healthy and just see keep getting better than we were the day before as everything kind of resumes normalcy Let's hope so.
1: fingers crossed yep. and uh yeah happy happy 4th of July as we're recording this on the 5th
0: yeah happy 4th of Ju- oh, well, we didn't we didn't even mention it because it, we we need to put that at the beginning of the episode so we so we date our podcast yeah and so we
1: don't sound non-patriotic and I don't wind up getting deported to Guantanamo Bay
0: yeah Anyways, bye. <laughs> <Cheers>. <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs>